Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you are listening to the Jazzes Podcast. Everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz is Podcast, and is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. On this episode of the Jazz Is Podcast, we continue to highlight top jazz guitar talents in a conversation with B.D. Lenz, a New Jersey native and a graduate of the Musicians Institute in Los Angeles. Lenz has been an active musician since his early teens and forged a unique sound by mixing the sophistication of jazz with the grit of blues and the grooves of funk and soul. That sound is showcased on the 13 albums that he has released as a band leader, the latest of which is titled It's Just a Dream and includes such renowned special guests as Randy Brecker and Mike Stern. We talk about this and more in the latest episode of the Jazz Is Podcast. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hello, BD. Welcome to the Jazz Is Podcast. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks very much for taking the time. Uh, this is the first time we talk, and one of the things that I like to do on this podcast series is to break the ice, the proverbial ice, by asking the artists I speak with about an early, early musical memory that when you think back to it, you know, you kind of realize that's where it might have all started from. Uh, so do you have one such musical memory from early childhood or childhood that you could share with us? I can. So um, I grew up playing saxophone in school band and all that. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely had a love for music, but I wouldn't say that I had a love for the saxophone. Um, it was okay, you know. Um, however, what changed my life was um, I was, let me think back, so I must have been 12, and my uncle gave me this old guitar of his, uh you know, kind of junky. He didn't want it anymore. But I tell you, that guitar changed my life. Um, you know, before that, I was more of an athlete, you know, I played a lot of sports. Um, but once I discovered, once I got that guitar, it didn't leave my hands. Um, everything else in my world went out the window and, and here I am still doing it. Nice, 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 nice. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And, uh, you know, that's an interesting story, actually. For some reason, I'm intrigued about your sports background, too. Uh, are those two loves uh, somehow connected to each other, sport and music? Did, do you think that that helped you out at, in the beginning? Because, you know, sometimes it takes, it takes a while to, 
you pick up an instrument and to learn how to play it. And some people just kind of, you know, they pick it up and they may give up on it soon enough. But do you think that was, uh, you, you had that, that athlete's ethic to kind of keep trying, keep, keep at it? Maybe just in terms of like the discipline and learning something. Um, I mean, in probably in no other respect was there any correlation. In fact, like, like I said, once I discovered the, the guitar, like sp sports kind of went out the window. Um, right. So again, maybe just the the discipline, or even the physicality of practicing something, you know, like a uh, like a muscle memory kind of thing. But I, that's probably that's all I can come up with, really. So, what were you playing uh, in in the beginning uh, on the guitar? Yeah, I mean, you know, music that I was into of that time. Now, keep in mind, this is eighties, um, so. Um, I was into Led Zeppelin. One of my favorite bands was Rush. Um, and like even great guitar players of the day, um, who are sort of the, sh you know, rock shredding vibe or, or great blues players like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, you know. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I came from in the beginning. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, all, all great, great people. When did jazz come into the picture then? So, um, when I graduated high school, I went to music school and I will admit that even at that time, I did not really love jazz, but I just hadn't really been exposed to it that much. So when I went to music school, you know, uh, it was all around me, of course. And in the beginning, my attitude was sort of like, okay, um, I'm going to learn how to play this music only because if I want to be a professional, I probably should know how to do it, you know? And more of that attitude. And, um, you know, of course, you start learning it, <laughs> start getting exposed to it. And I'm like, Oh, wow. No, this is actually, this is actually amazing, you know? Um, and then I fell in love with it and, uh, no turning back. Yeah. How, how did you do on the uh, improvisational side of things? I mean, um, okay. And it's still a work in progress. I mean, I will not even say that I have it down now. Um, cause, you know, you're never there. Um, but again, like I had already listened to some virtuoso type musicians. Um, it was just, they were a little more geared to the rock side of things. So improvisation wasn't new. It was just sort of, um, applying it to, you know, the way the jazz operates and the feel and the vocabulary, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, music is always a very kind of difficult, thing to get into professionally right when did you make that decision that you'd like to pursue it professionally and uh, was it a difficult one to make yeah yeah it was, it was definitely difficult and um you know of course i went to music school like i said but um i wasn't even sure i could make a living at it and um you know i kind of when i graduated i figured out okay how do i how, what do i do how do you start a music career i don't even know you know so i just you know, try to found ads in the paper and try to join bands and try to network. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't in a metropolis. I wasn't in New York City, although I'm outside of it. So I didn't have, you know, the, a huge music business around me. But, but slowly, you know, I got to meet people, started learning how to book my own gigs, started to network and, you know, and it took a while, but it's, it came together. Um, but it's yeah. taken a lot of hustle and a lot of work and, you know, if I didn't absolutely love it, <laughs> um, it would not be worth it. But I, but I absolutely do love it. So yeah, the hustle is definitely real. I, actually, you know, I mean, you know, 
especially at the beginning, I guess it's 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 always difficult to get those really good gigs. I, I was looking around, kind of at your on your website, and I was intrigued that, of course, you played with some of the great musicians, but uh, you mentioned there on the homepage that you also worked with an Elvis impersonator at that at some point. <laughs> Is this true? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, in the beginning, I was just taking whatever gig I could get. Like, I just would not say no. Um, and, you know, I'm no musical snob. Like, even now, I'll still take weird gigs with whoever, you know. Um, I just want to play music, as long as it's good. You know, I'm not a jazz snob. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was also thinking while I read that, that, you know, uh, most musicians have experiences of such shows. Uh, that may seem more novelty than noteworthy, but I'm actually convinced that it's also those experiences that help us kind of build uh, those incredible sets of skills that one develops and that really last a lifetime, right? I'm sure you you had great experiences working with that uh, Elvis impersonator, who I'm sure is great as a great Elvis impersonator. (laughs) Yeah, he was was great. I mean, um, all the... All the gigs they've done along the way, honestly, good and bad, you learn something from every single one of them. I would not take any one of them back. I mean, there were some bad ones, you know, I could tell you stories. But again, even having gone through that, I would not take it back because it's just all part of the journey and learning and being a seasoned musician, you know? Yeah, it's all part of the journey. That's right. And, and, you know, you've also recorded, uh, you know, many albums uh, we'll talk about It's Just a Dream in a moment, but uh, I've kind of been thinking about this recently, and, and I wanted to ask you, what, what do you think is an album is? What is the significant of, uh, significance of recording an album? Because often we see the music industry is rapidly changing, but still, is the album still the, that reference point on a personal level and also in interacting with the audience? Um, I think that's a great question, particularly in today's musical environment because like you said it's sort of going back to singles again and you know but for me um an album sort of represents like 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 an idea like a big idea that's broken up into certain parts i mean hopefully your album if it is an album you know has like a a theme or or some um some constant through the whole thing you know like to me, my albums all do sort of represent a particular style that I was into that period or an idea that I wanted to, you know, translate at that time. And so it's sort of a collection with a, with, with a, the same unique I, or the same idea behind it, I guess. You know, whether it's a certain sound or a certain instrumentation or a certain approach or concept, you know, um, to, yeah. again, I hope that my albums the songs within an album sort of fit the same vibe, but the albums, but the diff, but the albums themselves are sort of a little bit different from each other. You know? Thank you. 
The track you are hearing is one of 10 tracks on It's Just a Dream, the latest full-length release by BD Lens, which we'll talk more about in a moment. But first, I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, Jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to Jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with BD Lens. That's interesting. You know, earlier you referred to an album being or representing a big idea. And then now we go, you know, we return to your, your I guess, latest album. It's just a dream. Is that also a reference to what you said about the albums being a big idea? Like you hear you using the word dream, but is that sort of what you're trying to express with this with this title? Yeah, and and I don't even necessarily mean like um, thematic in terms of um, you know like a I don't know like a philosophy or something. I mean even like musically, like you know um, on this record, I mean you know the songs all sort of came about. Um, the same organic way with the same musicians, generally speaking, with the same sort of sound, you know. Um, so I guess that's what I mean when I, when I say like a theme, like, you know, they were put together in the same way with the same concept in mind, or, you know. What was that space? What was that frame of mind that you had while you were working on it? Because I understand that, uh, you know, uh, certainly a large chunk of it was uh, done, if not during the pandemic and sort of the immediate aftermath of the pandemic well you just yeah you just nailed it on the head um this was one of my covid projects for sure and you know with all that time sitting at home i i i probably wouldn't have made this record otherwise i mean i had had this time to go through some old ideas that i had sitting around and i had no intention of, of making an album it just sort of came about like you know, I started working on things. They started coming together, started sending it out to my friends to play on. And, and then it sort of came together in that way. And, um, so that's what makes this one unique again is the fact that it was my pandemic project, at least one of them. And, um, and I really worked on this over a long period of time. I don't mean that I spent a lot of time on it, but I mean, it was stretched out over a long period of time which is unusual. I mean, usually it's like you go in the studio a couple days or, you know, you know, it's just a couple sessions here and there, but this was, you know, we were all working on it at home and I, so I really took my time with it. And, um, yeah. yeah, And for a a pandemic project, quote unquote, it sounds really delightful and joyful and of course funky. (laughs) So, I mean, Right, it's not, it's not, you know, the, 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 you know, the depressive kind of, it's a depressing kind of pandemic project. Was it also a way to escape the, the, the glum period that, that, yeah. that we lived through? Yeah, that's a great way to say it. It was. And, um, I mean, I hate to say this because I know how much hardship was going on at that time. I mean, for me, yeah, I lost gigs and I lost work, but I, I found it just that having that time to sort of, take a break and reflect and, and, you know, to work on a new project. Like I, I found it to be a, a okay experience. I hate saying that again, when so many people suffered through it, but 
it was okay for me. And I, and I tried to make use of that time, you know? Yeah. So in a way it was joyful because I could sort of take my time with this music that I, I could work on, you know, which that's, that's all I ever really want to do anyway, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a good, uh, chance to reframe and to, to breathe a little bit because it can get quite hectic sometimes. Oh man. I, I mean, it, I didn't realize it until I slowed down, but I was really pretty burnt out. You know, I mean, I had done like in 2019, the year before, I definitely had done at least 200 gigs. And, you know, I love it. I, I love doing this, but you know, you need a break sometime. And when I took that break, I was like, wow, you know, I, I, I don't need to go play a gig right now. I'm okay taking some time off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But of course, I'm sure that you're, you're appreciating it now that you might be, you know, playing live gigs again and maybe on yeah. the road. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy it's back. I'm grateful for it. And I do love it, you know? Um, so I don't ever want to sound like I'm complaining, but we all need a break, you know? And as much as you love something, um, you know, having some time off can give you a little perspective on it, you know, find that joy for it again. Well, you've got some really great, uh, special guests on this album. Randy Brecker, of course, who is, who is awesome. And uh, Mike Stern, too, who is another yeah, not guitar too legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Mike Stern, would you consider him a, an, an influence? What was it like working with him? Um, Mike Stern is easily one of my greatest influences. So that's why it was a big deal for me to have him on this record. You know, he was one of the, for me, one of the early guys that sort of helped me make that jump from being into the rock thing to the jazz thing, because he always straddled that pretty well. He could do both, you know, and, um, yeah, he's easily one of my greatest influences. So yeah, to have him on this record was just, that was like a, you know, a bucket list thing that I could cross off and, oh, you know, no one can ever take that away from me. Right. Yes. And speaking of bucket list, uh, you did mention that you kind of like to explore different types of music. And uh, certainly we hear that all throughout your discography, by the way. Uh, but uh, what are you into right now? Is there anything that is exciting you and interesting you and that perhaps, uh, you, you know, is, is an introduction to a future project that we may expect from you? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, cause I just finished up this album and, you know, I've been so wrapped up in it that I hadn't really thought ahead yet. Um, but I will say, you know, just as of late, I kind of been writing these short little funky tunes that are sort of like little sound bites of things. I'm like, maybe, you know, get me thinking about the next one where I, you know, rather than these, big, uh, composed pieces and, you know, heavily produced, you know, maybe I'll, something will be a little looser and a little simpler, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying for sure that's what's going to happen, but that's sort of how I'm feeling about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And all those ideas that come into your head, do you have any way of keeping track of them? I do. I, uh, I'm very good about keeping sort of a musical diary and I do that. I, I have like a, you know, computer, MIDI software, or even if I have like a little, um, melodic idea or a cool little groove, like I'll just put it into this, this program. I'm, I'm really good at it. So I can put it in quickly. And, um, and that's really, I have to attribute to, you know, the way I've been able to write now, because like when I have the time, I'll go through some of these old ideas. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. And I can put it together with this one and, I, I really believe that that's important as a writer, sort of keeping a diary of, you know, 
because you forget. You forget these little ideas you come up with, you know. Well, BD, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a fascinating conversation. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Oh, thank you. enjoyed our conversation with BD Lenz and I encourage you to check out It's Just a Dream, his latest album. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from It's Just a Dream by BD Lenz plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazzy's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzies.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. <laughs>